Hello, coders. Good afternoon. It is episode 84 of the How to Code Well podcast. This is live as it has been for the past few weeks. So it means that if you've got any questions that you want to ask throughout the show, then please do ask them in the, uh, in the chatty area thing, and uh, I will get to them throughout the show or at the end. Today, we're going to be talking about these top five programming languages stroke frameworks to learn in 2021. This is kind of a temporal moment in, in the YouTube content creators timeline, uh, yearly timeline. At the end of the year, uh, content creators who do web development uh, tutorials and, and other things like that, they often create these lists. These lists basically are lists of, of programming languages in a particular order with a little bit of spiel about what they are. With the frameworks, of course, it's, it's about the frameworks, uh, uh, you know, as you can gather. Um, and then usually what happens is, is, is at, before this list comes through, the content creator then men- mentions, you know, how many years that they've been, um, working in this industry for. Um, you know, these are my credentials and therefore this is why I'm qualified to give you this list to tell you what is better than another thing. And, I've done this. I've done this. Um, and, uh, because I've done this before because I, I saw other people in this content creator space doing this. And I thought, Ooh, you know, and I, I've done it. I done it for a year and I think I did it a year after that. Um, and the thing is, it's just stupid. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Uh, in my, this is completely my opinion, right? This is my opinion, but I stopped doing that. I think in my third or fourth year of, of, uh, being on YouTube. Um, and the thing is, these lists are completely meaningless. They're absolutely meaningless in my opinion. Um, the first year I did it, I did a little bit of research as to, you know, what was trending and all of that jazz. Uh, and then in the second year, it was kind of like the first, the same as the first year, but in a different order. And it's, and I've stopped doing it ever since. And I keep seeing like the, the trend when it gets to November, uh, there is people putting, putting on these lists, you know, the top five programming languages that you must learn in 2021 or the programming or the programming frameworks that you should learn. And the reason why we do this as content creators is, is it, is it, ugh, I can't get my words out. It's, uh, it creates engagement. The YouTube algorithm loves the engagement, the comments, the, the, the people talking about the programming languages and the frameworks and, uh, seeing what languages are better than the others. And then basically having some sort of argument or discussion as to, you know, what languages they would choose and all of this jazz. It's quite a popular trendy thing to do as a YouTuber. Um, and th- there's, there's obviously the people who are completely fresh to this industry who have, uh, you know, uh, who want to learn programming and they, they, they're very fresh. They don't know what to do. So they look to YouTube because everybody looks to look YouTube to learn something, right? So, you know, what is the best programming language to learn is quite a catchy, catchy keyword search, keyword phrase search. But, um, I'm here to tell you that it's completely tosh. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the thing is, the, the, the reason why I think it's complete stupidity is because, um, the people who come out with these, these lists don't 
talk about the context in which the viewer is in. Um, when I started programming, there was not YouTube. YouTube didn't exist. And so there was, there wasn't a, a list of programming languages I needed to learn, right? Um, I learned programming through, uh, through college, through university, and just through hacking, um, on the weekends. <laughs> and, uh, I chose my programming language that I learned through the, uh, through the jobs that I was wanting to get. And I think that is something that a lot of people f don't do. Unfortunately, they look to these lists as their guiding light, the torch into the darkness. And really what I think needs to happen is, is instead of giving a list of things that you should learn, um, in terms of the languages and the frameworks, uh, have a more of a, a detailed discussion as to how to identify which programming language to learn in your particular circumstance. So for example, um, something that a lot of people don't mention is that programming like the trends of programming languages and frameworks differ between regions, between locations, between, um, countries, cities, villages, right? And they also differ, of course, in the industry. So an infosec developer is going to develop very differently against a fintech developer, against a robotics developer, uh, against someone who is developing for accountancy or someone who is in the medical profession or the agricultural uh, profession. They'll all have different needs and requirements. And also, um, you've got places like, I mean, I live in Gloucester, Gloucestershire in the UK here. And I know that if I travel two hours in, in a particular direction and I get down to London, I know that they're going to be more concerned with other programming languages, other frameworks than Gloucestershire is. It's not a one size fits all thing, which is what is very frustrating with these lists is the context is never given. <laughs> The context is never given. It's like, these are the, these are, these are the things that you should learn. You know, this is why I've listed PHP higher than, I don't know, Python or the other way around, or JavaScript is, is lower than Java or whatever. And people see that as a, as a, yes, I need to do this because this person who has, is so popular on YouTube and has this great subscriber count, he obviously knows what he's talking about or she. And therefore, I'm going to use that and take that as gospel because I'm following this person and this person has told me that this is what I should do. And it gets worse with the frameworks because the frameworks, there's so many of them. Now, the best way, in my opinion, to decipher this wonderful world of web development and identify which uh, programming language to learn in, in, uh, in 2021 or whatever year it is. And there is only, there's only need for one of these videos. <laughs> that is, first of all, decide which industry you want to get into. When I say what, which industry, um, the, the specific parts of, of programming that you want to get into front end, back end. If you want to get into security, if you want to get into building e-commerce sites, if you want to get into all the other bits and pieces, then, uh, Look at the, the jobs that are close to you or the places that you would like to commute to. Get about 10, maybe 20 of these job specs and have a look at what programming languages and frameworks they use. 
and use that as your guiding light. <laughs> you know, there's no point in learning something that you're not going to be employed to do. <laughs> That's just stupid. That is stupid, utterly stupid. So yeah. And, and, you know, people who get into e-commerce will be learning things differently to other people who, who, who get into security, right. Or other, other professions, because they'll be, they'll be looking at, um, in the framework sense, they'll probably be looking at things like if they're PHP developers, Magento or Silas or something else like that, Shopify. Um, if you're looking for, looking to work in a place that does a lot of content creation, you're probably going to be looking at something like WordPress or, um, uh, uh, concrete five, other sort of type things like that. If you're building APIs, possibly Symphony. If you're moving on to some sort of data science stuff, you're probably going to be into Python. But the thing is, the thing is, I have no authority to say which programming language or framework, and nobody has this authority, that you should be learning in 2021. <laughs> because I don't know your context. I don't know where you live. I don't know what the things that you want to to do Um I don't know what you enjoy doing in programming. I don't know if you prefer the front end or the back end, you know. So these lists are complete rubbish, in my opinion. Utter, utter rubbish. And let's be completely honest here. Uh, a programming language rarely dies. <laughs> you know, uh, when I started, I, I started learning uh, uh, VB6. I started learning ASP Classic. Uh, and then we went on to... Um, uh, Perl and then PHP, uh, Java. Um, those things are still around. Those things are still around. Um, it's the frameworks that die. It's the frameworks that die. Um, so for instance, um, I did some work on ActionScript, did a lot of that. Uh, I've done a lot of jQuery. Um, and, uh, I've done, I've done a couple of, uh, other sort of bespoke PHP frameworks that no longer exist. And those things don't don't continue on as much as PHP. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Greetings all. Hello, Bryce. Uh, hello, Tyranid. Oh, thank you for joining. Uh, and, uh, Dan, uh, is it Daniela? And, uh, F, F I can't pronounce that. <laughs> thank you very much, everybody, for joining. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yeah, today I'm having a bit of a rant, a bit of a rant about frameworks, I think. Um, and, uh, and these silly lists that happen every year. And, uh, it's, it's, you'll, you'll get it. You'll, you'll get it. You know, all the, all the YouTube, uh, people who, who do this stuff, jump on this train. They do this because they like to get the comments, to get the engagement. Um, and you get some that lean more towards other sort of disciplines and, and stuff, but there's no context involved. There's no sort of, there's no quest back and forth because it's just a sort of a, a, you listen to what I say kind of thing. These, some of these YouTubers come off as like they're dictating the things that you should learn. And, um, it's very different. <laughs> it's totally different for everybody. And it's totally different for, uh, for different countries. You know, like I said, you could, I could travel two hours in one direction and, and be required to do something else. You know, maybe the same thing that I do in Gloucestershire, but done in a different framework because that's the trend in there, not the trend over here. And so I can't say, 
you need to learn this, um, this programming language. You need to learn this framework. You shouldn't be doing that because that's rubbish because that's not the case. And also, um, legacy code. There's more legacy code out there than there is new code, new code. Legacy code usually uses frameworks, um, that are very old, right? So if you're, if you're landing your first job, you're probably going to be working on legacy code, which probably means that you're not going to be using the latest and greatest trendy stuff. Um, and to be honest, if you're working on a, on a, a website that is, um, very expensive to, to, to create, then you're probably not going to be using the latest stuff anyway, because that's untested. You're probably going to be using something that is, uh, tried and true, tr- uh, trusted stuff. Um, yeah. So I suppose as I've k- kind of jumped onto that pedestal, I th- suppose I should say, what is, what are the things that I would like to learn in 2021? And, um, something happened, uh, very recently, um, in the PHP space. I'm a PHP developer. Um, I also do Python. I do a lot of front end stuff as well. I kind of class myself as a full stack dev. And, um, there's, uh, I've been doing the year beforehand. I was doing a lot of, uh, Symfony and a lot of Laravel. Um, also a, a, a bunch of view as well, but this year it's primarily been concrete five, which means that I haven't, I'm not up to speed with all the latest Laravel and symphony tricks. Um, I've been using concrete five so much that I actually, uh, created a pull request for one of their concrete five packages, um, the other day, just because it was, I, I, I needed to fix something, uh, in order for, for the thing that I was working on to, uh, to happen. But anyway, that's by the by. But what I'm saying is like that my, my frameworks that I used to use, I've kind of dropped them because I've been working on a particular project using concrete five. And, um, th- there was a, uh, I was thinking maybe I should spend some a week off, take a week off and just relearn the stuff that I've left with well, probably take me more than a week to be fair, but le- learn all the stuff that I've missed in symphony and Laravel. But then of course this year we had PHP eight come, come out and I'm not doing any PHP eight stuff in the, in the wild yet. And, um, I've taken the decision that instead of, um, taking a look at the new stuff in Symphony and Laravel, I should actually be looking at, uh, the new stuff in PHP 8 and learning that like the back of my hand because PHP and Python are my two main strongest programming languages that I actually make money from. It doesn't matter about the framework. It doesn't matter about the framework. Um, once you've been learning a programming language for several years and you know that programming language well, then you can use any framework that that programming language can work with. Um, it's more important in my opinion to learn the, the, the programming language. And when the programming language changes, you better learn those changes <laughs> because in the next job, in the next contract, then, you know, there'll hopefully be a requirement for PHP 8 and uh, I don't want to be left behind. So what I'm saying is, and it's something that I've always been saying, is that you need to learn 
and this is, this sounds very gatekeepy, but you really need to learn the fundamentals of the programming language before you um, get too distracted by the framework. And when the when the programming language changes, you really need to look at those changes and um, forget the frameworks for a minute. Just ha- concentrate on those changes. And there's a lot of changes in PHP 8. There's a lot of changes in PHP 8, which change not only change the um, the the language, but also will change the architecture of the application that you're building. So there's some things that you can do in PHP 8 now. Well, there's a lot of things that you can do in PHP 8 now that you just wouldn't be able to do, um, you know, beforehand, before, you know, PHP 7, which uh, changes, which will change uh, the design of some of the systems. So it's a fundamental change. And those fundamental changes need to be learnt, um, in my opinion, in my opinion. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you, um, I'm glad you agree, Bryce. Um, I, I didn't, I don't want this to be come across too ranty. It's just, you know, there, there's only so many of these lists that you can watch <laughs> before it's like, uh, it's just, it's just the same thing again and again every year. It's like, you should learn this. You should learn that. Um, or these are the top trending frameworks in 2020. Another thing that gets me about this, and this is me getting back onto the rant, is that nobody knows what's going to happen in 2021. Nobody. Nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody can look into it and go, this is what's going to happen in 2021 in terms of web development. You can, you, yes, you can look at your, the previous history of web development and, and come up with predictions, but a prediction is very different from, from, um, a statement that says these are the things that will happen and you should learn this. Um, and, uh, and predictions are something that I, I've tried not to do this time round. I did predictions the other few years and, um, I got a lot of predictions wrong <laughs> and I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. So yeah. Um, when you see these lists, take them with a real pinch of salt, especially if you are literally coming into this industry, especially if you, um, if this is a language that, that you've, maybe you're a programmer and this language that you're interested in, right? Uh, you're, you're not overly, f- um, familiar with. So if, for instance, you're a, a, a JavaScript guy or a girl and you're looking to go into the back end, and you're not sure about Python or PHP, you want, you're trying to decide which one to go for, please don't use these, these, uh, these videos to make your choice. Um, because it's just a list. It's just a list that is in some arbitrary order. And let's talk about the orders of these things. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've seen, I've seen, uh, YouTube channels where they list these things by GitHub stars right? A GitHub star is ridiculous. It's useless. It doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't mean a damn thing. Um, the amount of libraries and packages that I, I use on a daily basis and I haven't bothered putting a star on a single one <laughs> is ridiculous. It's just a, it's just a, 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 an ego trip. That number is just an ego number. Um, so, so don't use GitHub stars. Uh, another thing that people do, these content creators do with these lists are they use, um, like stack overflow question, uh, questions, the, uh, the amount of questions per, uh, programming language per, uh, framework. 
And that's, that's an interesting metric because you get an idea as to the size of the community. But that doesn't tell you whether or not that's a good language or a bad language. That just tells you the size of the community. The community could be huge, but the language could be terrible. Same with the framework. Um, the, the other metric is, uh, like global job boards. So they'll, they'll look at the, the, the sort of the indie job boards, those kind of things. And, um, they'll find, they'll go through, this is <laughs> some secrets of a YouTuber now. So what they'll do is they'll, they'll look at the, uh, they'll search PHP or Python or JavaScript in the search terms in, in these job, in these global job boards. And they'll get a counter for how many job jobs have this, uh, this keyword in this job spec and then they'll order it by that and then they'll say well because there's more jobs in you know listed on indeed because of this again that's ridiculous and again that doesn't talk about the context of the viewer so you know like i said uh, i know that even in bristol which is a, a place that's quite close to where i am uh, they they prefer certain frameworks over frameworks in london uh, or frameworks in Reading, um, another, another, you know, big IT locations in, in, in the UK. Um, so you can't go by these global things. Why would I want to learn something that is trending in San Francisco and it's not trending here? That's just stupid. Why would I, why would I try and look at a list and learn a framework or a language off of the back of that without actually thinking about what my clients need? Um, so here's a tip. Whenever I, whenever I look for work as a contractor, I look for the, the, the highest trending framework stroke language in my particular area. And, um, I, that's how I've honed down my skill set over the years. Um, I saw that there was a trend in view. I learned view. I saw that there was a, a trend in react. I learned react. But I didn't go off and learn all of these abstract um, flavor of the week type stuff. I learned stuff because I was going, I intended to be paid for doing that stuff. <laughs> um, and yes, um, so uh, La mentioned TypeScript. I haven't learned TypeScript because I, I, I haven't seen a need for it. For me, um, there isn't any client that I've had that requires it. So that's why I haven't learned it. Um, and I was learning flow as the people here who have been on the Twitch streams will know that I've, I've dabbled with a bit of flow just because in the background I was, I was doing some work with flow. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of let the money dictate where I go. Right. And I've been a programmer for, um, over two decades and that's how I've, I've sort of navigated these waters and the core goes back to uh, PHP, Python and JavaScript. Um, and anything on top of that is just, is good. Uh, you know, um, there's frameworks that I've learned before, like cake PHP. I haven't used those that in, in years. I I've other things like, um, oh gosh, what's the name? Code igniter. Um, I've, I can't, I don't even know if Code Igniter is still going, but, um, I did a bit of Code Igniter a while back. 
Um, but I was able to pick these things up and drop these things because I knew PHP, because I, I knew, I knew PHP, uh, fairly well, which is what I always go back to. So with the, with the PHP 8 stuff, that is, in my opinion, far more of an important thing to learn for me than the changes in Laravel, the changes in Symfony. And another thing that I prefer to avoid is that those things, and the JavaScript things, you, you get the fan base, the fan boys and girls, um, around those, those sort of areas. And, um, that causes drama. There's a lot of like toing and froing between that lot. I've got no time for that. <laughs> no time for that whatsoever. So I thought what I would do, um, is talk about, cause we're coming up to time here. We talk about instead of five programming languages to learn, I thought, about five disciplines, five things to learn in programming, regardless of what language or framework you choose to use. So uh, just bear with me whilst I grab this on my phone. And I, I put this in a tweet the other evening. Uh, bear with, bear with. Here we go. So um, five things every programmer should learn. <laughs> Just because I was, I got so fed up with these lists on my timeline. It was like such and such had a list, five top 10 uh, uh, or five programming languages to learn in 2021, or these trends are the things that you need to learn in 2021. So I just thought, right, regardless of the programming language, these are the five things that every programmer should learn. Number one, <laughs> learn the language before the framework. <laughs> so if you think you know the language, See if there's any areas in that language that you can identify as your weak spots. For me, it was the array tutorials, the, you know, PHP array. That's why we have a huge amount of PHP array tutorials. That is a way for me to learn. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm giving a, a lot of YouTube, uh, a lot of, uh, background info as to my channel here. I use this channel as a way for me to learn as well. Um, also learn to test your code. This is so important. So, so important. And I want to expand on this a little bit. Uh, so testing code is in my opinion, not just, um, writing unit tests or acceptance tests, but it's also learning how to debug code. So learning how to use say X debug PHP, uh, in PHP stan, uh, learning how to use your, the debugger in a browser. If you're using, um, uh, uh, JavaScript, I've forgotten the language there. Um, so learn those things. They're, they're kind of, they're, 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 they're a way for you to test and try out your code without outputting stuff because it outputs it for you when you do the debugger. But also unit tests are super important. Okay. Number three. Sorry. I'm a <laughs> Let me just, I'm drinking beer at the same time. Bear with me. Hmm. So number three is learn the difference between light refactoring and heavy restructuring. So this is something that, um, that I learned the hard way, the hard, hard way, because it's very, um, it's very easy for a, um, and I'm still learning this. I should say these things I'm still learning. So, um, a, a light refactor can quickly turn into a heavy restructure <laughs> because, um, when you, when you change a lot of variable names or you change a lot of uh, class names or, um, function names, method names, that kind of stuff, then you're, 
in the back of your mind, you're also thinking about how to restructure the code. And then before you know it, you've created a a completely different design pattern. (laughs) So know when to stop and go, actually, this is just a restructure. uh, Sorry, this is just a light refactor. And something that um, I'm struggling with learning is to uh, commit code regularly uh, when you are doing light, uh, light refactoring, because you might think, oh, you know, I've just changed this uh, class name. I've just changed this variable name. I've just changed this method name. Uh, but before you know it, you've changed 20 different things. And each of those are very small, but in fact, you're going to ship off a huge pull request and someone's going to have to review all of that stuff. And it's going to be painful. It's best to do that in drip feeding kind of way. Um, number was, what are we on? Uh, four is learn how to write cleaner and more readable code. So we read code far more than we write code far, far more than we write code. I've said this time and time again. Um, when you, when you, uh, work on code, when you actually write code, you're reading the code that you're writing, obviously, but you're also reading the code around the code that you're writing because it integrates with it. You're slotting that in. But also, count how many tabs you have open um, that have documentation, whether it's Stack Overflow or whether it's documentation for the framework that you're using. You are reading technical documentation that is code. So you're actually spending less time writing code and more time reading code, which means your code needs to be readable. (laughs) Um, So learn how to write clean code. Uh, which is um, something that I'm learning to do. And uh, it's something that I don't think you'll ever just stop learning to do. It's something that is an art that you just sort of get used to. That and also refactoring um, early is uh, is a good win. And uh, finally, um, learn to read and critique other people's code. Now, this is a big one in terms of confidence. Um. <sighs> It's not something that you would do when you are just starting out, I don't think. But it's certainly something that you should do when you are um, more in a senior position. Because the thing is, when you're um, when you're reading other people's code, you're learning how they think. You're learning how they've attacked the problem and how they've solved it. And there's more than one way to solve a problem in programming. There's more than one way to iterate over a loop. Uh, you might be using inbuilt functions. Uh, you could be using arrays instead of objects or vice versa. Um, yeah, and, and there's a, there's basically just a whole bunch of different approaches to these things, these everyday things that we do. So you need to, in my opinion, learn to, to critique that and and be empathetic to the developer that you're reading the code for but it's one of the it kind of goes hand in hand with a pull request because when you do a pull request you are asking someone to review your code and you would hope that they come back with constructive criticism if there is criticism or approve it and that is a that is an art well not an art but that that's something that that uh, you need to learn to to achieve because um, you need to reciprocate that. <laughs> so you need to also be able to read people's code, the code that um, that they've created, and critique that. And don't be afraid to suggest improvements. Um, it's, it's 
it's a great way of learning, a really great way of learning, especially if you get the discussion going. You know, if you say, perhaps you should do this, and they say, actually, no, we've done it like this because of X, Y, Z, that's a learning opportunity. That's a learning opportunity. Uh, or if they go, actually, that's a great idea. You've, you know, good spot. You, you, you've picked that up. Um, you've helped them out. So it's a win-win. It's a total win-win. So in my opinion, in my <laughs> humble opinion, um, those are the five things every programmer should do, should learn, regardless of what programming language you're on, uh, you, you, you use, you choose. And, uh, to be fair, whatever happens in 2021, um, if you're, if you're not, if you're not looking for a career change, if you're happy with the programming language that you're, you're working on, just work on it. Um, and, and try and learn more about that. If you, if there's some functions to do with arrays or, um, you know, w- ways of, of design patterns, those kind of things, learn those, um, because that will help you help improve you as a programmer in general. Um, don't worry too much about frameworks. They come and go, they come and go and that they're, they're, they're very fickle beasts. <laughs> This is why I'm I'm more conscious with uh, trying to learn PHP eight as quickly and as well as I possibly can right now, because I know that in the next um, you know in the next contract that I've got I'm probably going to need it I'm probably going to need it so um, and with PHP eight now knock you know out there's going to be a, a big need for uh, uh, well it's put it's put PHP seven in legacy right. So there's going to be a big need for people to um, upgrade their systems. So you can't upgrade your system to PHP 8 unless you know what PHP 8 is all about. So I kind of want to be on that train <laughs> more than actually learning the differences in Laravel and Symfony at this stage, even though, you know, uh, and Concrete 5, well, you know, I'm happy to sort of let that slide for a bit. PHP 8, in my opinion, is more important. So yeah, um, <laughs> oh, that is, yes, that's a very good, good point, Bryce. Yes. And learn not to take, uh, code critique personally. Yeah, that is, wow. That we could have a, a, a whole discussion on that because, um, gosh. So this is something that, um, that I found when I, I'm because as I hope you can tell, I'm very passionate about web development. And when you're passionate about something, you take things personally because, <laughs> because you're passionate about it. You put your heart and soul in it. I, whenever I talk about these projects that I do for clients, I'm, I'm always like thinking in the sense that these are, these are, these are creations that I've, I've, I've brought into life. Um, and I care about them. I care about how they get uh, used in the future. I wonder if the code that I wrote uh, three years ago is still in production, you know, all of those kind of things. And when you're working in a team of developers and you know that you are not as highly skilled as some of those developers, um, it can be quite awkward. It can be quite awkward, uh, sometimes, especially if you've got a bit of a confidence, uh, blip because you want to, you want to, especially if you have to do pull requests, <laughs> cause there's no, there's no, there is no, you can't, 
you can't hide anywhere. <laughs> that code has to be a, re- reviewed and approved. Um, but it, it, it does, a, it does feel, sometimes it does feel a little bit like, oh dear, you know, I've just exposed the, the level of coder that I am by showing you the code. <laughs> Um, I remember the day when, uh, when, well, I remember way, way back when it was, uh, using SVN and not Git and we didn't have a thing such as pull requests. So you would just commit your code and half the time everything was done over FTP. So, you know, off you go up to the server, boom, it's done. It didn't necessarily need to get approved by anybody. Um, but now, you know, where I am in my career, Everything I do has to be approved. So you are constantly being, um, re- you know, critiqued and reviewed, um, which when I started doing pull requests was really challenging. Um, yeah. And the, um, the amount of mistakes that I did, like, you know, I would, I would commit some code, I would do a pull request and then I would go, actually, hmm, I've gone and forgotten something, which has taught me to review the requirements on before every pull request. It's like, have, is this pull request doing what I actually say it's doing? You know, um, it just, it makes you a better developer, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. So anyway, um, I live code, uh, on Twitch. I am building the how to code well.net website at the moment. And, uh, well, we have been doing for a long, long time. Um, it is built in Symfony. Um, that is the back end. The front end is Gatsby. It's a static site. It's hosted on AWS. And, um, you know, there's APIs in between and all that stuff. So I'm probably going to be doing some streaming this weekend. However, I'm not 100% sure when that will be. Um, I will let people know on, on uh, Twitter at how to code well. And also, obviously, on the Discord server, so howtocodewell.net forward slash Discord if you want to join. Excuse me, drinking beer whilst doing a live stream is is not a good idea, (laughs) especially gassy beer like that. So, uh, yes, so if you want to join and ask some coding questions at that time, then uh, do do, uh, let me know. I I usually stream up at half past two. Um, on Sundays. However, this weekend might be a little bit different just because, um, well, for reasons I'm not going to go into, um, COVID. <laughs> so uh, there might be an opportunity to see people that I haven't seen for a long time. And if I can, weather permitting, then I'm going to see those people. Um, and, uh, I think I might be an emotional wreck when I get home. So if that happens, I am not streaming this weekend. But um, I might do tomorrow, I don't know, um, to make up for it. But uh, I'll let everybody know on, on Discord and on, on Twitter. Um, we were supposed to do a code review because I do a code challenge every month. And this challenge is to, um, to do an advent calendar. Uh, but I haven't marketed it very well. I've been so busy with work. Um, so whether we do that or not, I don't know. But I am... I am Something that I want to do is open source some of the code for how to code well. Um, and uh, if I was to do any streaming, it would be around that open sourcing some of the React code, uh, which will be which will be quite interesting. But anyway, I've taken up far too much of your time. Just 
just please, if you are, I beg of you, if you are learning to code, if you've just started jumping onto this, uh, this wonderful world of web development and you are pouring over the, all of these, these top five videos, what are, what is the best programming to learn, uh, language to learn in 2021? I can tell you right now, nobody on planet earth knows that answer. <laughs> Because it really depends on what you want to do with it. It depends on which industry you want to move into, uh, what projects you want to build, and where you live, to be fair. But anyway, happy coding, everybody. I'm going to uh, drink the rest of my beer and chill out. <sighs> happy coding, everybody. Speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. How do you end this stream? <laughs> Oh, uh, this is so different from uh, Twitch. There's the big red button. There we go. Bye-bye. <laughs>